Car Doctor of Washington, Iowa. No matter who Frankensteined it, they can fix and clean and customize it. Griner Auto Body of Washington, Iowa, using state-of-the-art techniques and decades of experience to get your car back on the road after an accident. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman, you need a reliable car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. McDonald Boneyard in Kyoto for all of your auto and farm machinery recycling needs. Hinshaw Trailer Sales in Richland, Iowa. They repair what they sell and don't in their full-time repair shop. Girling Repair in Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. B&B Propane and the family of Jet Stops present Southeast Iowa Today. I'm John Bain, author of Christie's Journey, The Beat Goes On, and your host. On today's episode, I am visiting with Elaine Moore. She is the uh, um, part of the city council, city council at large for the city of Washington. And we talk about a lot of things, the good, the bad, the ugly, uh, the issues that are going on with the current mayor, Jaron Rosine, infrastructure issues, and the good, the positives that are going forward with the city of Washington. Elaine, there's so many good things going on in the city of Washington and Washington, Iowa, and there are some bad things that are going on right now in the city. And when I say bad, I don't necessarily mean really bad, but I mean issues that may not get addressed in the public as much or in the media as much. So this is an opportunity today to let uh, folks in the area that are Southeast Iowa Today viewers know what's going on in the city. So I'll just let you go from there. Well, well let's just start with the mayor situation and um, uh, what that entails with um, how we are handling it as um, a city government. Um, first, and I've always, first and foremost, I've, I've been very um, outspoken about this. And the charges with our mayor, Jaron Rosine, that he, uh, that he has been charged with, whether they are deemed criminal or not, they were, at the very least, unethical, immoral, and unprofessional for an elected official. We as elected officials are held to a higher standard and we are looked at, we are looked up by the children. We are looked to for leadership by our constituents, by the people of this town and behavior and the way we conduct our own lives has so much to do with respect that we get from these people. So with that being said, um, and we should clarify too, and let people know that the charges are third degree sexual abuse. And, um, that could face a, a minimum of 10 years in prison and um, a lifetime, I believe, on the sexual abuse registry. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, I, I only bring this up because I want full disclosure here of what we're talking about and not skirt around the issue. Correct, yeah. correct. Now, I know this is a very touchy subject as far as P 
people are concerned. Some people are very supportive and feel that the charges are overstated. Some people are very upset, as I will admit, I am very upset. Everything, what we do know, this has been published. We do know an incident did happen. We, in his place of business. In his place of business late at night. Mm -hmm. He has admit, admitted intoxication. Flirtatious behavior. Flirtatious behavior. Um, with another man. With another, yes, and with another man. And that um, this is, this was reported to the police department. Our police department immediately turned it over to the state DCI as this would be a conflict of interest and they removed themselves completely from any investigative tools. We do know that this is all on video. So now we are just waiting for court, for the judicial system to go um, and do its job. And the trial's been moved twice. Yes, it is now in, I believe in September. So with that being said, our county has nothing to do with the prosecution. This is all going through the state's attorney general's office and the prosecutors up there. So the city is completely removed from any part of this uh, investigation. So to remove any conflict of interest. Um, people have asked me, why is Jaron still considered the mayor on leave of absence? The Iowa code of 66 point, and there are several different points, has never addressed this type of a problem or a um, criminal action against an elected official. In most cases, as in with just recently with the Corville City Council member whose husband was charged with the sexual abuse, um, they usually uh, resign in disgrace. And that was, and that even though that was not even the, it was the husband of the Correct. council member. The husband, and um, they resign immediately. Jaron has chosen not to resign and only took a leave of absence under the pressure of the city council. So that has been a very difficult situation for the administration and the workers of our city hall. They have felt uncomfortable. Um, they have felt disappointed. They've had anxiety, distrust. And this has been a very difficult working situation since January for them. Now, when he is on leave at this time, is it unpaid leave? It is unpaid. He has nothing to do with any city business. Okay. Nothing. Um, and with that being said, it wasn't a decision that he took well. He did not like that. But we felt, as a city council, this was very important to, until everything is done, we just could not have that disrupting our city. Um, 
there's just so much, so much involved in running a city that this would be a huge distraction for us as city council members. And, with and it really is still. It is very, very distracting for us. We, we are down one city council member as we do not have our mayor. We have a mayor pro tem. She did not sign on to be mayor pro tem for now going on seven months. And that is? Millie Youngquist. Millie Youngquist. And being mayor is a huge responsibility with a lot of pressure and a lot of discussion and a lot of, of decisions to make. And that is very di difficult. And she has stepped up, but is it fair that she's had to step up for seven, for seven um, months and could be longer because we don't know when this is going to go to trial. So um, as we move forward, we have to build trust and a better working environment for the people that work at City Hall or throughout our organization. And this is going to take time. What has happened has will not go away in any time soon. It's going to be a work in progress from this point forward to build a better working um, environment for our employees. And what we will say at this time is uh, like anyone else that would be accused of a crime, um, they are innocent until proven guilty. And we will say that the same for Mayor Rosine. And also I wanna say at this time, if anyone has a different opinions or thoughts uh, and would like to come on, if the mayor would like to come on Southeast Iowa today and discuss this, you're, there's an open invitation. So I want that out there and uh, no one can say that I'm not being fair and you are not being fair. So, but uh, the bottom line is, yeah, when a situation like this happens, there's so many other people that get affected by it that did nothing wrong did absolutely nothing wrong and i just want to close with i know there are strong feelings of support and strong feelings of of not support for darren i just want to say i was so very disappointed in someone who had so much potential and the behavior that happened that night so disappointed and it makes me sad there yeah. my last point well th thank you for that we're going to the rest of this program we're going to go around we're going to talk about all kinds of different issues that uh, the city needs to address or is addressing so stay tuned we'll end this segment and we'll start at another point shortly mm -hmm. right now we're at east 13th and north 4th intersection this is an intersection that is very broken up, damaged, needs replaced. This is not just um, a matter of breaking up the cement and relaying cement. This is a matter of um, look, taking a look at the infrastructure that is underneath it. Why is it? Why did it crack? Um, is there uh, some some things that need to be raised, or is the the dirt need to be tested? So this is not a 
this is not um, a small project. This would be a project that we would need to plan for and put on our capital improvement plan and get estimates and uh, um, uh, approve the cost of this. So this is not a cheap, this, this would not be cheap. Um, this involves water. We have a, a water um, shutoff right here. So this would be a matter of all kinds of infrastructure as far as we have cable, um, electrical, that would need to be um, either dug or re-laid uh, or, you know, I don't know the, all the technical about working with, um, with utility companies, but this is a big project right here. And it's not just this intersection, the entire, if you follow down to that intersection of, um, what is that, 11th, I believe, uh, you and follow it straight up, you can see the grass growing in the street. It's going to be just a matter of one winter one plow and this is going to completely crumble so this is this is worrisome and it's something that needs to be addressed um, in our capital improvement and we need to figure out our priorities as how much does would this affect our community this is a very traveled Stewart school is just up the street heavily traveled area as you can see it's very built up there's a lot of residents here we need to address this and how do you have any idea how much we're talking about as far as dollars you know inflation has gone up six five to six percent in the last years year since covid so i would i i have no idea but when you start talking about construction cement you could be looking at this type of a street million dollars depending on what needs to be done so we're not talking several thousand we're not talking about fifty thousand we're talking about a million dollars to do it correctly and this cannot be something this large cannot be done in-house we try to do in-house but something like this i'm guessing we would have to We'd have to outsource this. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely, definitely there. And Mother Nature is definitely reclaiming what is hers, isn't she? Correct. <laughs> Correct. And this, for me, this is worrisome. Infrastructure is not what everybody wants to talk about. They want to talk about what makes everything look pretty. Pretty is wonderful. But if we don't have the ability to drive on our streets, to flush our toilets, to have safe water, then our community is not where people want to come. We need we need to make it safe. A child could be riding her, their bike, a new rider, and they would go nose over Nelly if they hit one of these cracks. Do we want to see a child lose their front teeth because of that? No, not not at all, not at all. And we need to make it safe for our kids. Yeah. Okay, and we'll go on to the next spot. Elaine, tell us where we're at now and uh, tell our viewers what's going on here. Okay, so we're right now we're at South Third and McCready Drive. So we have the hospital and right up the street. We're close to Lincoln School. We have, this is um, a lot of children in this neighborhood. I'm passionate about 
children and, and their safety. We have kids riding bikes. We have elderly riding bikes here as Halcyon House is just down the street. Now, if you come over here and you look at this, there's a two inch area here of, of um, holes, potholes, cracks, all the way down through here. So if you're riding a bike, this is not, again, a matter of just throwing some cement down. There, there is, this is an intersection that will be expensive to replace. We've got manholes that are sinking. We've got, we've got ADA sidewalks that need to be fixed. Um, if you follow it all the way down to housing house, there's ruts, there's cracks. A bicycle catches in here and somebody is going to go nose over Nelly and it's not going to be just a, a bicycle accident. Somebody's going to get hurt and it's something that, that needs to be addressed. Do we have the funds to fix everything right now? Absolutely not. But we need to start planning. We need to fix infrastructure in this community to keep our residents safe, our residents um, proud of their their community um, and it's going to take a team effort this is this is not one person i can't make a change myself i can work towards making that change but i need everybody's help this is our community and it doesn't matter who you are in this community you're all important okay so we're down on orchard and here is another good example Yes, it is just a cul-de-sac circle area, but in this area we have, I think what I counted about seven children that ride their bike and we are dealing with, again, severe drop in the cement, cracks, um, we've got a manhole, again, I am not an engineer but this is all an area that has to be addressed, clear around the circle. So if a child hits this, hits this, and they're gonna, again, go nose over Nelly, and we're gonna have a child that's hurt. Now, is this area more, than, more important than another area or less important? No, these, each one of these people pay taxes to live here, and this street is just as important as any other street and it needs to be kept up. We have to keep up our infrastructure, our city, to make people to want to come to live here. Now I yeah. see some blue paint. Does that mean this, so they're gonna start doing something? I can, whoops, I, Careful about, there. I just about fell myself. Yeah. Yes, they have, the cement is cut and this is on the list to be repaired. It's going to be repaired in-house, um, and I hope the plan is to fix, to make sure it is all taken care of. But again, this is at a cost to the city that we have to budget this in to be repaired. Um, nothing is free, nothing is cheap. Every, all the money that we get, there are specific buckets and roads, when we repair a road, it comes out of road use. We get so much money for road use, and we have to make that stretch through our fiscal year. 
and so this is a new fiscal year we can start fixing again but every time we have an incidental emergency a uh, water main break that takes away from the ability to fix something that is in need of repair so prioritizing is huge elaine what is the uh, fiscal year what what does it july run? to july july to july okay. and right now we are being more reactive and we need to switch our mentality to proactive we need to fix before it breaks and this is more cost efficient for us when you're reactive you're talking about overtime uh, we may have to order parts and pay for uh, shipping excessive cost for shipping so we need to really concentrate on proactive and not reactive at this time with inflation and and our money being uh, cut that we're getting from Des Moines we have to be very I have to be we as a council need to be good stewards of our tax money and the, I don't have all the answers but these are just some of the things that I see Elaine, we have uh, shown some areas around the city of Washington, Iowa that need some attention and need some work. And now it's time to show some really neat things that have been going on in the city. Um, tell the audience where we're at now and what we're going to be looking at. Okay, currently we are on the west side of Elm Grove Cemetery. Um, it's a place that, that I absolutely love. It's an area where you can look off and see for miles. We've got... The, our business park, economic development, great economic development here. You can, if you pan over, you can see our fairgrounds. Right now, of course, the trees are in the way, but mm -hmm. if you want to watch fireworks, this is the place to come. You can see for miles all of the the excitement that goes on. Um, we actually, the, we the city own this field here, all the way down to the farmhouse. This will be. Elm Grove's um, expansion at some point. We are going to run out of room, believe it or not, here at Elm Grove Cemetery. And um, I personally believe this is a park. This, we have a uh, wonderful group that takes care of our, within our city, um, that takes care of our uh, cemetery. They, they are team oriented. They work very hard to keep this cemetery beautiful and respectful. We have this, the cemetery has so many tales to tell about families that have come and gone, families that are still here. Uh, my husband's family, our generations are buried here. We just had a gentleman come back to be buried here with family who hasn't lived here since a young man. So that is a, that in itself speaks wonders of, of our cemetery and how we care for it and the need to be with family. So, and as a, if you pan all the way out there, we have economic development. We have Posimore we'll be building out here in the next couple of years. We've got Mr. Swaffer, who is going to be bringing his metal business here and has joined our community and will be a part of our fire department as a certified, he's already a certified fireman. So he is going to just pop right in and fit in and, um, ready to go and to protect our community, which is so exciting. 
Yeah, I believe you've got uh, KCTC out there. We have, we do. We have KCTC. We have a diesel mechanic out here. We um, and Wedge is always looking for more businesses. We have so many people that are looking for places for their business. I look for this to fill up. Um, maybe not in the near future, but we keep building. And as we be, bring in these new businesses, we bring in great people to this community. And it kind of lives so up. Excited. And it lives up to the state slogan of fields of opportunities. Absolutely, absolutely. This is this is acres of opportunity right here in Washington, Iowa. And sure is. So exciting! So exciting! And I am as I am as passionate about building. Um, economic development here. I'm as passionate about retaining the history that Elm Grove Cemetery has for us. It's really, uh, it, it's just, uh, it's a spectacular view and it just is so, such a positive light and, and shows such potential. And until, until we can develop all this, we do have, it is farmed mm -hmm. and we do rent, so we have income. So it, we can't, we can't uh, um, be more excited for the opportunities that this land is giving us. And then as you can see, we have the new road that goes through. Um, it is beautiful, brand new accessibility to both Highway 1, the high school, back out. Um, so no more going all the way around the kids that come from Brighton on the bus can come through, go directly to the high school. Uh, and now with the junior high being built there, excitement all the way around. Thank you to Elaine Moore, City Council at Large for the City of Washington, Iowa, for being part of Southeast Iowa Today. Brought to you by Car Doctor, Griner Auto Body, Wayland State Bank, Buckwalder Motors, McDonald Boneyard, Hinshaw Trailer Sales, Girling Repair, B&B Propane, and the family of Jet Stops. I'm John Bain, your host, thanking you for watching Southeast Iowa today, and I got one more thing to say. Stay friendly, Southeast Iowa.